Hello, my name is Michael and you're listening to Forever Sound Version, a video game music podcast. And welcome to episode 64 of Forever Sound Version. Well, there's no hiding it. I really have been absent for quite some time now. I do apologise for the unannounced hiatus. Basically, after this podcast's last VGM battle episode, I went away on holiday for a couple of weeks, returned home from said holiday, and then promptly realised that I had quite a lot of things to get on with like putting in some serious work on my PhD and my demo scene music project too. So I delayed the production of this episode, which made me completely lose my momentum with working on the podcast. I've still got quite a lot of things on my plate at the moment, so the frequency of episode releases is unlikely to go back to how it was before, if I'm honest. But I will do my best to make time for more episodes going forward. To my regular listeners, your continued support is very, very much appreciated. Thank you to all the cool cats who have emailed me to ask about what's been going on, and also to Rob and Purnell of the Rhythm and Pixels VGM podcast, who have given me a shout-out on their show every single week. Admittedly, it's mostly because I'm one of their Patreon supporters, but, you know, it's still always a thrill for me, because Rhythm and Pixels continues to be my favourite podcast. If you haven't checked it out before, then do yourself a favour and give them a listen immediately. Or after you've finished with this episode, at least. Let's get down to business then. 
In this episode, I'm going to be focusing on music for titles released on Nintendo's Game Boy Advance, the much-loved and massive-selling system that defined handheld gaming at the start of the new millennium. The tune that played us in was BGM number 4 from Robot Wars Advanced Destruction, released in 2001, so right near the start of the Game Boy Advance's commercial life. The composer is Steve Rocket. Now there's a quality name. This tune is the business, mixing looping breakbeats with bass lines that alternate between driving, throbbing riffs and acidic squelches. That's right, valued listeners, my time away from podcasting has not seen me fall out of love with all things ravey. The game Robot Wars Advanced Destruction is based on the popular British TV series Robot Wars, in which teams brought robots that they had assembled into an arena to do battle while veteran BBC football commentator Jonathan Pearce excitedly described the action. In the game, Pearce's voice can be heard yelling things like Let the wars begin! and Robot is ready! which I think is pretty neat and funny for a handheld title from 2001. The Game Boy Advance exists in three varieties. The original Game Boy Advance, released in 2001. The Game Boy Advance SP, released in 2003, which featured a front-lit screen that made the games much easier for players to actually see. And the Game Boy Micro, from 2005, which really lives up to its name. It is very small. The system comprises a 32-bit ARM processor, 256K of 16-bit RAM, 32K of 32-bit RAM, 96K of video RAM, and a 16-bit graphics processor that can offer up to 128 sprites on screen, 4 background layers, and 32,768 colours. In short, it's a very capable little unit. Some of its biggest fans might tell you that it's effectively like having an SNES in your pocket, and in some ways that is sort of correct. It did, after all, get its own ports of games that dazzled on the SNES, and very decent ports at that. My personal favourite is Final Fantasy VI Advance, a faithful version of what must surely be one of the finest GRPGs of all time. Surely. Well, that's always going to be up for debate, isn't it? Speaking of Final Fantasy, our next tune is going to be from Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, released in 2003. Here's At The Pub, composed by Hitoshi Sakimoto.
That was At The Pub from Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Sounds like a pretty relaxing and welcoming pub to me, though the swift flashes of notes towards the end of the loop and the interesting chord changes might suggest that you can't get too comfortable because there are adventures to be had, so hurry up and finish that fermented cactuar juice or whatever else your poison might be. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is a title that I sank a lot of time into a few years ago. I won't pretend to be a connoisseur of turn-based tactical RPGs, but still it strikes me as a very deep example of the genre, since you can do a lot to customise your party. Before I move on to the next tune, let's get into the sound capabilities of the Game Boy Advance. Most of the work tends to be handled by the system's dual 8-bit DAC, that is, digital to analogue converter, allowing for some stereo sound. These channels can either play streaming music, or can be used to play shorter samples that are sequenced and mixed in software. I've found that it's usually the latter. Unfortunately, the sound quality of the PCM sampling from this DAC can be a bit shaky. It's not really in the same league as the SNES's sound processor, which was produced by Sony. Of course, by 2001, Sony had become Nintendo's rival in the gaming industry, so no more favours from them. You can quite often hear unwanted noise on the Game Boy Advance's audio, which is a shame. On a more positive note, another interesting facet of the Game Boy Advance was the inclusion of a Z80-based coprocessor, the Z80 being one of the classic 8-bit processors in computer and console history. And this enables the system to play Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles, as well as allow for Game Boy Advance software to make use of the classic Game Boy's pulse wave generators and noise channel. So the classic Nintendo chiptune sound could be used to supplement whatever was happening on the DAC. I'm very interested in the idea of sound chips with different sonic capabilities linking up in this way, so despite its shortcomings, the Game Boy Advance remains in my good books. Next up, we're going to get into Astro Boy Omega Factor. This Sega-published side-scrolling action game is a licensed title for the classic and decidedly retro manga and anime franchise Astro Boy, known in Japan as Mighty Atom. Apparently, our eponymous robotic hero Astro has a lot of special powers, including incredible strength, jet flight, high-powered lights in his eyes, adjustable hearing, instant language translation, a machine gun built into his hips, and, my favourite, the ability to determine if a person is good or evil. Well, now I feel inadequate. Anyway, here's the tune, Stage 3 from Astro Boy Omega Factor, composed by Kazuo Hanzawa and Tsuyoshi Kaneko.
That was Stage 3 from Astro Boy Omega Factor. Some very nice touches here, with a pervasive polyrhythm keeping things moving in the background, while probing but patient lead lines play on top. It definitely sounds very futuristic to me in that cartoony sort of way. We're going from one Sega published game to another now, and it's another side scrolling action game too Sonic Advance. Sonic! on a Nintendo platform. Am I the only one who still finds this a little bit strange? Did I ever really leave the 90s? Who can say? Sonic Advance, released in 2002, was in fact the first time the fast blue hedgehog with serious tude appeared on a Nintendo platform. Is the game any good? Well, yes it really is. In March 2002, GameSpy wrote, Sonic Advance is everything that a side-scrolling, platform-loving fan could ask for. It's got all the great, tried-and-true, fast-paced Sonic action of the old Genesis series, looks fine, plays excellently, and offers some fun multiplayer action. So, here's Secret Base Zone Act 1, composed by Tatsuyuki Maeda, Yutaka Minobe, Hironobu Inagaki, and Atsuyoshi Isamura.
you were just going fast to Secret Base Zone Act 1 from Sonic Advance. I really love the organ sound on this one, and those drums are just wicked, really. The way it all breaks down to only the hi-hat before the big drum fill gets the track kicking again is gold. It reminds me of funk groups like Ohio Plays and black exploitation movie soundtracks. It's a sound that I don't feel like I hear nearly enough of in VGM, for my liking. If you can point me towards some more VGM tracks like this, then please do. Next up is something of an obscurity. Oh yes, this is Forever Sound version, after all. Don't you know that I go digging in them carts? My fingers are dusty. Kappa no Kai Kata Katan Daiboken is the game, released on the Game Boy Advance in 2005. This is a platformer released by Konami, so not mega obscure, really. And it features Kappa, the amphibious beastie of Japanese folklore. That's more or less all I know about this game, to be honest, but I decided to give its soundtrack a go, hoping that it would deliver some classic, rowdy Konami quirkiness. And deliver it did. Listen for yourself. I have no composer info for this one, but here's BGM number 6. BGM 6 from Kappa no Kaikata Katan Daiboken. Cut a mouthful. Listening to this took me right back to my visits to the arcades of Akihabara in Tokyo towards the end of last year. Bright, flashing, and manic. I think that this tune would work really well in an arcade puzzle game. Two player versus mode, perhaps. Multicolored blocks falling everywhere, resisting the urge to strangle your friend for beating you yet again. Something like that. 
I don't want to leave this tune on in the background for too much longer because I think it could drive some people up the wall, so let's move on to something else. Mario Kart Super Circuit. This is a very solid attempt at bringing Nintendo's famous racing series to a handheld system, courtesy of the developer Intelligent Systems. You get the traditional shell-based weaponry, 20 tracks, and 8 characters from the Mushroom Kingdom to choose from, so a lot is being squeezed into the cartridge here. The game was a critical success, with IGN writing, This title is an awesome Game Boy Advance game that shows off everything the system's capable of, from the single and multiple cartridge 4-player link, to the digitised audio, to the hardware's pseudo-3D capabilities. It's a GBA game with very few flaws. We're about to hear Bowser Castle, composed by Kenichi Nishimaki, Masanobu Matsunaga, and Minako Hamano. <laughs> style music on a Mario game. It really happened on 2001's Mario Kart Super Circuit for the Game Boy Advance. A nicely realised mix of 8-bit chip sound and sampled sound, where the former is the meat and the latter is the flavouring, I think. Perhaps the sampled guitars and drums would have sounded a bit too thin if they were playing on their own, so the fuller chip sounds serve to lend the track the necessary fortitude. Great stuff from a very talented team. I'm always interested to hear what Minako Himano has up her sleeve, as she also made contributions to Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion, which is a Game Boy Advance game I covered way back on episode 4 of this podcast. 
I have one more tune lined up to play us out, but before I get to that, a little bit of end of show business, which I will keep brief. If you want to say hello, feel free to email me on foreversoundversion at gmail.com. And if you would like to throw me a couple of coins of real money to support what I'm doing here, I have a Ko-Fi page. Ko-Fi? Coffee? Ko-Fi? Ko-Fi. Which can be found at ko-fi.com slash foreversoundversion. To close, I'm going to play a track from Game & Watch Gallery 4 called Chef Modern Mode, composed by Ryo Kinugasa and Kengo Hagiwara. The Chef minigame sees you take control of Princess Peach in a remake of the 1981 Nintendo Game & Watch game. Peach, wielding a pan, must feed Yoshi by catching items of food that Mario and Luigi throw into the air, thus cooking it. It's an unusual approach, but that's up to them. So, whoever you are, wherever you are, be safe, and thank you very much for listening. All the best for now.